Welcome to another episode of We'll See You in Hell. I almost just fell down. <laughs> we'll see you in fell. <laughs> uh, this is the podcast brought to you by the Fangoria Podcast Network. If you want info on us and the other shows on the network, go to Fangoria.com. Uh, and here we are. And I did almost fall. I tripped on the mic cord walking across the living room. It's okay. Uh, we, Pat and I are here. Pat Walsh and I are here. We are staring at my new beautiful uh, Sony 4K television. How many inches, Joe? 55. No, I meant your cock. 56. <laughs> See what I did? Uh, it, it is a nice TV. Congratulations. We're, we're in the, the hazy glow of uh, Black Friday. I've got a lot of packages coming to my home. Clothing, Blu-rays. A lot of great stuff happening. What, what's showing up these days? What's fun? Uh, what you know? What Blu-rays I got? Yeah, I just bought a bunch of stuff that was like four bucks. You know, I got uh, I got this new Oliver Stone book I'd really wanted to have my eye on. I what, got it's. Is it the book? Uh, <coughs> is it the book about the movie W? It's all about W. Yeah, the whole, it's a yeah. It's about six hundred fifty pages on W. No, it's this guy Matt Zoller Seitz who uh, is one of my favorite film writers. He did a great book on Wes Anderson. A lot of interviews, amazing pictures, uh, and he did the same thing basically with Oliver Stone, and it, it looks awesome. I got it today. Okay. Um, Pat, you you look very comfortable. Pat's laying sort of on his side. He's wearing a North Face, some sort of a. I wouldn't call that a fleece. What do you call that thing? Uh, it's it is a fleece. I think it's your standard North Face. It's it's freezing cold out for L.A., which means it's like sixty degrees. Uh, it's the holiday season. Right. You know, and I'm glad it's finally cold because, uh, you know, fucking Thanksgiving, 80 degrees. I, I want to kill myself, honestly. Yeah, I don't like when it's hot for the holidays. Miserable. And I, I don't think we're out of the woods. I feel like it's going to get hot again. It will. It always does. I'd prefer for it to get hot to never have to see you wear that North Face thing again. What the hell? I don't like it. Why not? It's very dad. I don't know. And the way you're sitting, you look like a college professor that's going to try to bang me during the office hours. I don't care for it. Well, not after the things you just said to me, no. I don't like the way it looks. You know, North Face is a very popular brand of clothing, and it's warm and comfortable. Again, Pat, you, you, you frequently use this argument popular. Doesn't mean it's well, good. It, and it, I'm not they shitting couldn't on... couldn't be more comfortable, and, and they're I'm warm. not shitting on North Face. I like a lot of their jackets. I don't like what you're wearing right now. I don't see now I want to return it. Well, then that's your problem. And I would talk to your therapist about it. <sighs> I mean, you know, you got to be able to take these criticisms. If somebody says, hey, your North Face sweater is fucking revoltingly hideous. You have to go. It's, it's just, just a standard zip up. Just skin off my back. It's, I, it's a very basic, bland zip up. I'm jacket. a confident man. I can. Take it when somebody says it looks like a dog puked all over your sweater, and then you told it to puke again until the whole thing looked I like the puke. I don't think there's much shittier you can do than criticize someone's clothing, because then they're like, "Well, I guess I'll never wear this again." Right. You know, like it's just a shitty thing to do. Yeah. I don't talk shit about your clothes. There's much I could say. What? Are, what I'm wearing a t-shirt and jeans. I'm wearing a fucking jacket and pants. <laughs> You know how many times you come out like, do I look all right in this? And I lie and say yes. <laughs> well, that's terrible. 
You don't do that. You don't lie. Because who wants to have something in their closet that you're just like, I'll never wear this again, I guess. I'm just busting your... Because one guy said it wasn't nice. busting your shoes a little bit. Terrible. I haven't seen you in a month. Right away, you're getting fucking fresh with me. I'm breaking your balls a little bit. The truth is, I got this for my dad, and it's going to him for Christmas. Are you joking? No. It came in the mail today from Nordstrom. I put it on because I was fucking cold. But I don't think it's nice to rip on a man's sweatshirt. You cheap prick why am i cheap you're wearing somebody's gift right now it was cold i wanted to make sure it was nice i hope your dad hears this he won't he He won't support anything i do ever (laughs) in fact if he does see anything i do he'll openly criticize it as he has for 35 years your own ugly sweaters to wear why are you having to dip into your presence you could see this this sweatshirt which is like the most basic sweatshirt of all time why? And roughly the exact same color as your T-shirt. No, my T-shirt is a solid gray. That is a speckled brown. This isn't brown, Joe. Oh, boy. Patty. Jesus Christ. I just don't like hearing that you got to swipe into the Pollyanna gifts to get yourself warm. You don't have a jacket you can throw on? I wanted to make sure it was a nice jacket, and I don't give a shit what my dad gets for Christmas. Oh, boy. All right. This, this got too deep now. <laughs> I'm sorry. This got too deep. He's All right. Get, he's going to fucking love it. Well, he should. He's an old man. This is why I'm saying you shouldn't be wearing it. Folks, it's such a, a just a general, nondescript sweatshirt. This is what I have to deal with. Patty, come on. I'm busting your hump a little bit. Don't. Ridiculous. Don't, look, look, you look really sad right now. Now I'm starting to feel bad. Yeah, I want to, I want to take my jacket off. I'm trying to make myself feel bad, and I don't. But yeah. you know what I mean. Right? No, I'm hurt. <laughs> Welcome to We'll See You in Hell. We already did that part. It's I'm time just, for Pat's... I'm, I'm trying to block it out. Pat's Movie Corner. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. That's what we're supposed to be talking about. What have you seen? And don't tell the Silent Night, Deadly Night story. Save that for the Silent Night, Deadly Night podcast. Well, then I'm going to be talking about Bad Santa the... 2 when it's thankfully out of theaters. That's what I meant. Bad Santa. Don't... quivering dog shit. Don't tell the Bad Santa 2 story till we do the Silent right. Night, Deadly Night. Well, it's I... another tease. We teased it on the last Definitely episode. won't remember, but okay. I'll remember. Um, I saw Bleed for this uh, boxing movie, Miles Teller. Um, you know, it 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 suffered from comparison to Whiplash, which I thought was fucking awesome. Uh, it's another guy who's very very driven. He he's a very cocky boxer. He's a gambler. Some great gambling scenes in it. Womanizer gets in a car accident. Uh, it's completely paralyzed, but he's got to box again. It's a true story. I've hung out with the guy. Was he a nice guy? The real guy. He was very nice. All right. We drank together. Where? Why and how did you hang out with him? I met him through uh, my friend, comedian Bill Burr. Okay. He came out to see Bill, and then he came backstage, and I was opening for Bill at the time, and uh, we all went out after the show. All right. And he did get a little punchy with me when he had a few drinks in him, yeah, which was frightening. But he was a very playful, lovable guy. All right. I mean, uh, I like Miles Teller. I like the movie. You got, uh, what's the guy's name? Two-Face. Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart. He, I mean, he's just doing a please give me an Oscar performance. They both are. Eckhart's like bald and fat, using an accent. I mean, this stuff starts to get really old to me after a while when people are like, please give me an award. And I don't think it's coming for either one of them. But it's pretty good. It, it's it's very similar to the fighter. 
Uh, it's not anywhere near as good as Creed or even The Fighter, really, but it's a fine movie. Okay. Uh, you know, B B plus entertaining. I kind of want to see it. I, I don't know. Raging Bull kind of was the be all end all of boxing movies for me, but but maybe I'll see another one one day, and maybe it'll be that. You've seen many others, right? You've seen all the Rockies. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I take Balboa that back. All Creed, I love, which I said three seconds ago. I love all the Rocky movies. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so okay, so all seven Rocky movies and Raging Bull, and then that's it for me for boxing. <laughs> All right, Films. that's fine. How about Diggstown? <laughs> <laughs> Diggstown's pretty good. There's like, if you want... Oh, if, man, that's a great reference. If you're like listening to this and you're like, ah, I've seen everything, and I, Diggstown's a really good underrated movie. James Woods, who's now insane, and Lou Gossett Jr., who's probably close to it. Uh, it's really a fun movie. Oh, How about play boy. it to the bone? <laughs> no, no, no interest. Yeah, that's the great bad. white hype. Yeah, no. Those are. Uh, what's the one where it's like Ving Rhames in jail, but they're going to undispute it or something? Oh yeah, that where was that was kind of cool actually. Box for the prison. That was kind of cool. Belt or whatever. Wh- who was in play it to the bone again? Woody Harrelson and uh, Antonio Banderas. Yeah, those were the dark Harrelson years. I went to a. Uh, Halloween party in New Orleans of Miss Jennifer Coolidge, one of the funniest women in the world, star of the Christopher Guest films and Legally Blonde and shit, American Pie, Stifler's mom. Uh, and I went to her party. She has like a mansion down there. It was so incredible, right. very spooky vibe. And who walks through the door but Mr. Woody Harrelson, dressed as, I think, a scarecrow, but I don't really know what the costume was, with a middle-aged Asian lady that he was tongue-kissing and grinding upon (laughs) and just holding and drinking openly from a full bottle of vodka. Blowing up Woody's spot, dude. I loved it. I mean, he's not a married man. Why can't he go to a party and grind on a lady and drink vodka? Did I criticize? Well, how am I blowing up his spot? I was just joking. What's with you tonight? Uh, It's the same night as the previous episode. How am I blowing up his spot? Don't say that because then it ruins the I illusion. Ruin the illusion. Yeah. I, I tell you what, folks, use your illusion, as <laughs> Axel Rose taught us. <laughs> I saw Moonlight, uh, the critically acclaimed uh, indie movie that is being talked about for Oscars. And, folks, it, it should be. It's an amazing movie. It's basically like Boyhood in that it tells, you know, it, it cuts in at three different periods in this guy's life, but it's not the same actor or anything like that. It's a young black kid uh, in kind of a very dangerous neighborhood who is gay, uh, struggling with that. He's about maybe 10 when the movie starts. Then they cut to him in high school, and they cut to him as an adult. It's a very powerful, very... Now, and then they do it, like it's like boyhood, where they do it. <laughs> I just said it wasn't like boyhood. <laughs> Come uh, on, man. It was an amazing looking movie. <laughs> Powerful stuff. Great acting uh, from all three age groups. And I really, it was something I had not seen before. I loved it. All right. Why don't you do one, Joe? Well, I have three. Go ahead. I saw Ouija. Ouija 2? Two. 2. Return which, of Ouija? Yeah, which I believe... Uh, few episodes back you referred to it as Ouija the early years or something like that yeah you called it something 
really wrong, I remember. It was very funny. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what that was. But, but it's called Ouija, The Origin of Evil. Yeah. F- pretty phenomenal horror movie. I've uh, heard nothing but great things. I didn't see either Ouija. I wanted to and never did. Uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was solid. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was creepy in the right ways. It was almost like a scarier poltergeist. It had almost po- a poltergeist vibe, like a, a sort of mysterious, mystical vibe that turned much, much, much more sinister than Poltergeist ever did. And I, I love added Poltergeist. the board. Huh? Ouija board origins. I think that's, yeah. That's, it becomes 100% less scary to say Ouija board. Yeah. Or, and then to say origins. <laughs> uh, but the beginning. It, it was a creepy movie. The little girl that's you know that that gets possessed or whatever. She she did a great job. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed uh, Henry Thomas back on the big screen as a priest. Um, everybody in the movie was was great. It was shot beautifully. It uh, it's a period piece. It takes place in the sixties. Okay. They did the titles and everything like it was an old sixties horror movie. It was very very well done. I really really enjoyed it. And I suggest it, uh, or highly recommend it. I also saw Baskin. Finally, um, what the hell's that? Baskin is a Turkish horror film wh- whose trailers looked reminiscent of the Thing, the Carpenter version of the Thing. Um, I didn't find the movie to be at all reminiscent of that once I saw it. Um, but it's creepy. It's sort of like a weird fever dream. You know, the fact that it's subtitled Baskin um, made it. A little more fever dreamish to me because I'm sure there's stuff I was missing because I'd look away for a second and miss something somebody said because I wasn't reading. Um, But overall, great visuals, some pretty tense scenes. Uh, I don't want to ruin anything. There's a few twists and turns in there. But uh, when you finally get to, you know, quote, the place where the shit goes down, end quote, it's uh it's a pretty it's a pretty wild ride uh for that 25 minutes or whatever um and i like the ending quite a bit uh you can watch it on netflix you can you can stream all right Uh, you can bask in it tonight (laughs) (laughs) last but not least uh i saw ab fab absolutely fabulous you you and your girls have a night in the town i was on a plane once again Okay, and it was sitting there for free, and I said, "I want to see this damn movie." Have you ever seen the show? I've never seen. Yeah, it. I've seen the show. Is it funny? Yeah, it's two middle-aged women like running around drinking, literally as soon as they wake up, doing coke, like just out in the open in All the right. fashion industry. Uh, the movie was exactly that. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, they just came in hard with, with the you know, just no regard for PC with the humor. Okay. They made a transsexual joke within five minutes of the movie starting. All right. It was a very funny joke, actually. They go, uh, uh, she's talking to her ex. Her ex-husband is paying for her house, and he, he's remarried, and uh, his new wife goes, he can't p- make your house payments anymore because he now identifies as a woman, and he's going to do the change. And uh, And then his ex-wife goes, Ah, oh, you finally managed to cut his fucking balls off, <laughs> which I thought was a very funny joke. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, it was funny. The plot of the movie is they accidentally kill 
uh, a supermodel. I can't remember her name. She's a real supermodel. Was it a hit in Britain? Like, do people still care about that show? Uh, I don't know what it did review. I think it did pretty well. I think it got some backlash for not being, you know, PC or whatever. But the show wasn't PC. So if they, you know, it'd be like if in 20 years from now they made an It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia movie and it, and it wasn't irreverent. Like, Right. Yeah, it's got to be irreverent, and sure. that means going to places that that you know they're. And it wasn't like none of it felt like punching down because they were making fun of everybody evenly. Like they made transsexual jokes, they made racial jokes, they made jokes about gender, uh, they made jokes about children. It, it was it was all very fairly delved out. So I liked it. I thought it was really funny. All right. All right. Yeah. Um. One last one for me. I, I and I'll be brief. Saw this horror movie that just came out on uh, DVD called The Wailing, which I had heard great things about. It's close to three hours, and I don't want to get its country of origin incorrect, so let me look. It is a South Korean horror thriller. Um, The Wailing? The Wailing. It got amazing reviews this year, and I just rented it, and... It was pretty fucking awesome. I think it would have been just as awesome at two hours, I will say. But I was pretty riveted by it. It's like kind of like a ghost possession type thing in a small Korean village. It's uh, sort of funny at parts. The characters are great. You really give a shit about everybody in it. And it's got some really cool, scary shit in it. I liked it a lot. Now... Let me ask you this. Uh, one element of Asian horror that I'm not really a fan of is uh, that the ghosts are always, a, not always, but a lot of the time, a young girl with black hair and black smoke. No, it's it's not that. It's not like, know, like Juwan or whatever. Yeah, okay. No. It's uh, It felt completely unlike any of those. Well, those are Japanese movies also, but... Yeah. Um, it felt very like different and cool, and had, it looked incredible. I would strongly recommend. All right, the whaling. Ab Fab at a sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, I think that's, the whaling had like a ninety nine or something. For a comedy, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Uh, let's get into what we came here to talk about, Pat. The task at hand. The task at hand. This is a film that my very first conversation with Ken Hanley, our producer, yeah, and uh, the reason we're here on this wonderful network, uh, the very first conversation I ever had for him was when he was writing for a subsidiary website of Fangoria, and he interviewed me about horror movies, and he said, what horror movie franchise do you hate? And I immediately said, Jeepers Creepers. Wow. And I have talked shit. Um, I talked shit immensely about the film series before that, and I've continued to talk shit immensely since then. Uh, I think it's a terrible, terrible, terrible franchise. Uh, but I know that you like the movie, uh, so we're going to discuss Jeepers Creepers, and I, I feel like maybe a few fireworks. Well... I, I the issue is I saw it when did it come out two thousand three or something I think when I first moved to New York I thought it was super fun liked it a lot and I remember even enjoying the sequel which I have not seen in a very long time um, I've never seen the sequel I've only I've seen the first one I've seen parts of the sequel 
and what I saw the and sequel. And yet you shit on an entire franchise of a movie you've seen. Well, well there's enough. been two of them, Pat. And the first one is an abomination. And the second one, the parts I saw were terrible. It wasn't getting any better. So I was like, I'm not going to sit here through the whole thing. Well, you know, I, I don't know why you'd even call that a franchise. Two movies. But because there's supposed to be a third one coming, or maybe it came out. There is, but it's been... Straight to video or something. It's been... Uh, hit up with a lot of problems due to the director being a convicted child molester. <laughs> right. Which I really want to talk about this time out. Okay, well, let's... let's. Do, and this is, uh, as Ken pointed out when I told him we'd be talking about this, an old recurring theme comes back to the podcast. <laughs> that is true. Pedophilia. It's been a long time, though. Uh, but so, so everybody out there know that as Pat supports the movie Jeepers Creepers, he's... In a roundabout way. Well, you don't even know if I'm supporting it. You're supporting a... You like the movie. I said when I saw it and whenever I saw it, I liked it. And now I'm saying I watched it again two hours ago. Did you like it? Here's what I think. I think it is unquestionably a well-made movie. It's just already... It's just... Unquestionably. It's just a... This is schmuck talk. And again, much like the, the North Face Company, it's a very popular movie. There's a lot of people angling for this third one. Uh, it was like I looked it up as like the biggest Labor Day opening of all time, or so that it made a ton of money on okay. no budget. Um, yeah, well, there were you know, because there's never been a such thing as bad horror sequels. But sure, we're talking about the original. No, no, no. I know, but you said a lot of people are angling for this third one. Oh, sure. No, but people really want it. But for me, what was hanging over this new viewing and hanging over in a very big way was the balls of a man that molests children was the fact that and if you look this guy up he is smiling in his mugshot his name is victor salva yes imagine a pedophile there he is and in his mugshot he's got a big grin in his face it'll be the first thing that comes up when you google it and what he did folks was in 1988 on the set of this movie clown house which i believe sam rockwell was in yeah yeah he filmed himself and it says forced oral copulation, which I don't know if that meant the kid blew him or he blew the kid, but they're both terrible options. He filmed uh, himself either blowing or being blown by a 12-year-old kid who was acting in the movie and under his care. Uh, he had tons of child pornography lying around his house. He was convicted of these crimes, mm -hmm. went to jail for what was supposed to be three years, served 15 months of it. Okay. Then was released on good behavior. Okay. So this guy is a is a monster. But he's not he has not struck again since. As far as we that, know. That we know of, yes. Okay. Uh then he comes out, he does powder, which is basically you know, a very creepy <laughs> movie about a shirtless boy. Who lives who lives in the house with the family. Yeah. Let's let this boy live in our basement. So I for, I knew and I forgot that Francis Ford Coppola produced Clown House, the movie which he got arrested on for right. blowing a child or forcing his penis into the mouth of a child. Francis Ford Coppola comes back to produce the Jeepers Creepers movies. And this blew my fucking mind because there's no way Coppola doesn't know about that. So wait, Coppola comes back to produce... But, but was that before... He was convicted or after he was convicted? He was convicted in 1988. Oh, okay. So then, then, then Coppola. Now, now I've read a, I've read up on this stuff about Salva. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last 
year or so I've read up on, you know, the latest doings. Joe's going to take the pro-pedophilia stance. I'm not taking a pro-pedophilia stance. I do sympathize in some ways with the argument that has been made by certain people on his behalf of he did something terrible, he served his time, he redeemed himself, and that doesn't mean that he should never be allowed to work ever again. Now, I can't speak, that's why I asked, as far as I know, he is not offended again. If he has, that's terrible, and that sucks. And well, no, no, then, no one knows. I mean, no one knows. But do you see what I'm saying? I do. I, I'm saying, like, if the argument is he should have served a greater sentence, I'm all ears. If the argument is that type of punishment doesn't redeem a child molester, I am all ears. But I'm just saying the one side of the opposition that I would, or not opposition, but you know what I mean, that I would sympathize with is the idea that, okay, but the whole point of going to jail is to serve your time and be redeemed and then put back into society so you can work again. I agree. And when I was, re- I mean, the comments on this deadline article ab- about, because recently uh, Jeepers Creepers 3 Cathedral it is going to be released, but I mean, and then he's bringing the church into it. I mean, this is just, you know, it very briefly fell apart because uh, people in Canada were like, this guy's got a casting notice up. Do not work on this movie. And they kind of shut down production. That's when I read that. And then I read a statement from him or his camp saying, look, I, 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 I made a mistake and I, I learned my lesson. Yes, they are going to do it. I would say not not half three fourths of these comments on deadline are like fuck you for like they're they're they they're going further than where you're where you're going with this where it's like he served his time who cares but they say things like i'm gonna read one here you hypocrites commenting hatred towards silva would be crying bloody murder if you had a conviction served your sentence and were then continually pilloried you are all far more disgusting than he then <laughs> the very next comment goes i never ate a child so <laughs> Which I love. Then the very next comment, a lot of pedophile apologists out today. Like, it gets heated. If you want to look up the Deadline article, it came out pretty recently. I mean, my issue here is, you know, once a pedophile, always a pedophile. I'm not saying they should all have their dicks cut off, but the urges are there. When I watched Jeepers Creepers this time, I still found it a a well-made and effective horror movie, while not being an amazing movie. But... This movie is about pedophilia, Jeepers Creepers. Right. You think it's about pedophilia? I really do. And maybe it's just watching it through those lenses, but the the character's name is The Creeper, a standard name for a pedophile. Right. But uh, you He know. sniffs and licks his prey. He's trying to find out what, and they're like, he'll keep eating and eating until the hurt goes away, is how he's described at one point. You think the entire time he's going to kill the hot young girl. You think he's out to, like, seek her. But at the last minute, the twist is that he's been trying to get to Justin Long all along. So he sniffs and licks the girl, and then he's like, no, I want the boy. Sniffs and licks Justin Long. There's a scene at a well, diner. But that's not pedophilia. That's him being gay. Yeah, well, there's gay, the very first scene in the movie is they're they're playing like spot the license plate, right? And Justin Long goes gay gay forever or something like that, right? Uh, this one says gay for the first line of the movie is gay forever, right? Right. And then she goes, no, that means six a like sex a forever. That's what they mean. And okay. That's the discussion. 
And I'm like, that's a weird first line for your movie, you know? Right. But I'm watching it through this lens, and keep in mind, I'm I w- am never and would never suggest that gay means pedophile at all. That's not what I'm saying. But I know the, that's not what you're the saying. subtext is so thick in this movie that I couldn't deny it. There's a scene where they're in a diner, and they keep talking about Justin Long's dirty underwear. <laughs> That he's, he's going to bring home the underwear to his mom to wash because they're brother and sister. Right. The whole opening scene after Gay Forever is about his dirty underwear. And his sister's like, they stink. They smell bad. The creeper pulls his suitcase out of his car and has been sniffing his clothes and his underwear. <laughs> he's sniffing a boy's underwear. This is a guy who's trying to hey, say, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm directing a horror movie now. Let me try to take the... Uh, the attention off my pedophile past, and he has a character named the Creeper smelling a young right. boy's underpants. All right, well, it's, he's not a. All right, it that's gross and strange. I'm just tipping the iceberg. The underwear sniffing is just weird and strange to me, regardless, male or female. Yeah, but he's not a young boy. Just as long as like 22 in the movie or something, right? Fair. All the now I do remember in Jeepers Creepers two, there's 30 shots of shirtless 17 year old boys i'm sure they were 18 okay peeing on the side of the road well, that's, like, yeah lingering on their ass cracks right and, you know well there's there's a i got you the, 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 you you say maybe where there's smoke there might be some fire i'm saying if i were accused of of that crime i mean uh, there wouldn't be a child within a hundred miles of the set I would be going in a different direction than a character named the Creeper smelling a boy's underpants. Sure. Okay. I did notice there's a diner scene with 100 extras in it, and all of them are adults. And that kind of made me laugh, because I was like, oh, he just can't have kids on the movie set. Well, probably not. I'd imagine there's yeah. some sort of... But when there is an know. extra, it's a, it's an oiled-up beefcake, like an a 18-ish-year-old... Well, that's fine. Look, look, it it's, you know, that... It is and it isn't, because I think this movie was him confessing in a way and there's i have much more to say on this having just watched it i know you do i evidently here's my point i I, you know i can't apologize for what the guy did it's terrible what he did it's it's in to, to many people obviously an unforgivable offense uh but i also can't criticize a dude that's into dudes Liking a bunch of fucking nineteen-year-old hard bodies around, like no. you know, that's that's the same thing most men do that are into chicks. Like it's like that's all right, true. like whatever, I mean man. that that movie Tyler Perry directed that we saw had a bunch of like questionably young girls and you know bras and falling out of their shirts. And right. Shit. So it's like it's. I'm not saying that's a crime, of course. I'm saying think about what you're doing. When that's I, when when we're already giving you a big pass. I understand that you're saying it doesn't send the right message. Perhaps, yeah. perhaps have some thirty-year-old beefcakes with their shirts sure. off. I understand. And Woody Allen does the same shit. And of course, we've discussed him on the show. He's a, he's alleged at this point, of course. But to just always have his love interest be nineteen, to have that be the plot of movies. Well, he he hasn't done that since the whole Sunyi thing. That hasn't. The the youngest he went since that Sunyi business was, I think Helen Hunt, which was still a ridiculous age yeah. drop. But, but he she was in her thirties. You know, like he's it's like now it's Miley Cyrus and he's eighty. I know he's not romantically linked to them in the movie. It's just he's always got these young female co stars, and it's like he, I, there's something to it. Like if I were 
accused of rape, which I will never be. Or, well, I guess you never know when you'll be accused of something, but I'll never do it. <laughs> right. Uh, I would be, if I'm a director. Hey, Pat, you know, me neither for the record. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I would be directing Glengarry Glen Ross as my next project. All right, but you look, know, I, I it's a, it's it's I, I get your theory. You're it's not a theory. If you're accused of molesting a young girl and then you keep getting progressively younger and younger girls in your movies, there's something to look at. I there. don't think that that's what Woody Allen did. I don't I think you're off the mark with that argument. I think he's using he's using he gets hot women 80 years his junior to be in movies with him every time. But the, I, I know they're legal. I, I but get he's that. making movies with Hollywood starlets. It's, he's not seeking out. I mean, he's you know, it's like that's it's like, true. Is, is it perverted to have Scarlett Johansson in your movie? Like she's very popular. Is it perverted to have uh, the the what's her face? Miley from, Cyrus. It just yeah, shows, Miley, it just or, shows or, or a what's her name lack from of uh, awareness to me. I I I. I I, you're more on the mark with the Victor Salva one, that I, I, I think. I now, think. Polanski raped a 13-year-old girl in the ass. Yes. Um, he doesn't do movies about raping girls in the ass, and he's laid low. And Yeah, but Woody Allen getting... doesn't do movies about dating your girlfriend's daughter. No, I, mean, I know, like, you know. I know. But I'm saying they they just don't have any awareness, and it's a strange thing. I'm just making a comparison. Polanski is hailed as a fucking hero. And I still think Chinatown's a masterpiece, but people really look past that, and maybe that's time. Well, why the fuck does that guy get off the hook? I but don't Victor know. Salva doesn't. I don't. Well, I don't know. That's true, and I don't know. So, and I'm not saying either of them should be off the hook, but I, right. I shit on in my special. I shit on Polanski. Right. It's like that fucking guy. I and mean, look, he did his time. I know, or or I think he did. I think the story is he did his time, and then he had to leave because they wanted him to do more. Time. I don't remember. It's very convoluted. The point is, is like, he, he, you know, like uh, one guy gets this pass and the other guy doesn't. And it's like, I'm not saying any of them deserve a pass. No, no, I'm not saying Chinatown is anything but a masterpiece. And I'm not comparing Chinatown to fucking Jeepers Creepers. But Jeepers Creepers is a pile of shit. I mean, let's get to really what we're here to talk about. It's a fucking horrible movie. I I, I disagree. I think it's a, a a very entertaining horror movie that's that's better than most movies of its kind. So you think it's cool that this mythological, whatever you want to call it, supernatural flying flying creature, the creature can fly. Well, I, I actually love that at the at the halfway mark or whatever when they run him over with the car or whatever, and then the giant wing pops up. It's a really cool moment. Yeah, yeah. No, he can fly, yet he drives a pickup truck. Why is he driving the pickup truck? I guess that was your issue the last time this came up, because I was trying to remember what your issue he even was. He has a pickup truck that I believe has vanity plates on it. Well, Joe, because he can't fly around, because then everyone's going to know what so he's he doing. So he can roll up to the Podunk Backwoods gas station and get out with a monster's face and just... He pumps gas. The creeper has to go pump gas. This is what he has to do. He's got to go, f- ah, shit, the, the, the money again. I got to go pump gas. And he obviously can just fly everywhere. That, was your, that really was your issue the last time we discussed. You get hung up on something and it ruins the entire thing Because it's bad. To make it into a, a horrible movie. 
it's just it's an effective horror movie. It's not an effective horror movie. It's not scary. A monster driving a truck is not scary. He wears a trench coat and a top and a fucking fedora, which fuck off for ripping off the fedora from crew. The fedora is Freddy Krueger. You don't rip. That's like having a monster in a hockey mask. You do not do it. You do not do it. Jason is the hockey mask. Freddy is the fedora. But whatever. I will say I'm always surprised by the reasons you don't like something. They're always baffling to me. The monster can fly, and he drives a truck around. That, then let's look past that. I don't want to look past that. Explain it to me. <laughs> that is so stupid. And he's got vanity plates. I think he's just trying to pass himself off as a normal person. The wing doesn't make an appearance till halfway through. And I think the reason, even on this new, now second viewing, I was like, I didn't audibly gasp, but I was like, Oh, that's really cool. This wing is popping out. I didn't know he could fly because he was driving a pickup truck. There's a little bit of bait and switch there, of course, but he can't be flying around town. Why? Because he's got his underground lair. The truck says Jeepers Creepers on the front of it. So the so the monster not only drives a truck. Fine. We will look past that, Pat. He's also got a sense of irony. This is a monster with a sense of I irony. Mean, I just watched it. I didn't notice his driver's license said Jeepers Creepers. Says I guess Jeepers you're reading Creepers about it. Jeepers Creepers on the front of the fucking truck. Is that a poster you're looking at? Look, I googled Jeepers Creepers truck because I remembered some sort of vanity plate situation. <laughs> there's a, well, there's a lot of vanity plates in the. But doesn't his truck say like Creeper on it or something? Something like that. on the back. Something so the, like so that. So the so the so I'm looking past the truck. The monster ordered. He's got a registered vehicle. This is a vehicle that a flying monster has registered with the state and has ordered vanity plates the, I for. mean, the things that you will look past and the things that you won't are so wildly infuriating to me. Walsh, explain that to me. I think that this is a... That means he's got a mailing address. That means the monster... Yeah, he had a home. ...gets mail in his cave thing that he lives in. With tons of bodies strewn about that yeah. looked awesome, like the Sistine Chapel or whatever. Yeah, and it's just laying low in this cave the bodies where his... V- so the fake, mailman delivers say. vanity plates to the creeper's house. I mean... And he doesn't go... He doesn't go, hey, guys, just a weird thing. Delivered vanity plates today uh, to a guy's house. I don't know what they said. We might want to run a check on it because the whole house smelled like rotting flesh. Well, what is the history of the creeper? We maybe we'll find out in, in Cathedral. Maybe he was a man at one point. Why couldn't he have been a man at one he point? He wasn't a man at one point. And they can me, make up whatever shit they want. Fine. These and I, I will also look past the, uh, the things that you won't look past are mind-boggling and frustrating to me. But I'll look past both of your things. They commit the cardinal sin... In all of horror in Jeepers Creepers. Is this going to be the fat woman that comes in? Yeah, the black mystical island lady that comes in and just explains everything in two seconds. Yeah, it's ludicrous. And then when they ask her, when they try to poke holes in it, she's like, it's not like watching a movie, child. Yeah. Certain things don't get to me. So they leave out. And guess what she doesn't say? Guess what she doesn't say? All of her knowledge about the monster and all this shit. Guess what she never says? What? He he he'd be a man once, child. But, but Joe, she doesn't she doesn't see everything. It's not like watching a movie. <laughs> I don't know how you don't get <laughs> oh that. Oh my god! I mean, uh, to, to sit here and watch just alone, just watch a movie called Jeepers Creepers, and to and to pick away at these things. These movies are just they're little scare machines. They're supposed to be fun and scary. 
Pet. Why, why do you do this to yourself? Pet. Because there's good and there's bad. It's that simple. There are good things and there are bad things. I'm not saying every horror movie has to be The Exorcist. I'm not saying every horror movie has to be this sweeping masterpiece uh, 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 of, a, of a character study in the cinematography. And a blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying, for Christ's sakes, don't make it absurd. Don't make me have to picture a goddamn flying snake monster filling out the form for vanity plates. <laughs> It's ridiculous. I mean, is it a plate or is it like a sign that he puts on his car? Because he seems very human. It's, I don't know. It's just absurd. I'm going to say he was a man at one point. I think we're going to find that out in Cathedral. If it ever gets made. Well, I think it's been made because there's a poster. Canada's not letting it happen. I thought it had already (laughs) been made. Uh, Now, here's my question. This goes back to your thing about the commentary of the film, or the, the subtext, rather. Do you think there's a chance? Not even a subtext. Upon watching it again, not even a subtext. Do you think there's a chance? And I'm not, this isn't me playing devil's advocate or anything. I'm just literally just asking this out of curiosity. Do you think there's a chance that Salva is absolutely going for the message that you think that he's going for? But in maybe an anti way. Maybe he's saying, this was me and I'm ashamed of it. And it's monstrous. Maybe. I mean, Salva. Uh, had an ab- had an abusive stepfather, and he came out to his parents when he was eighteen, and they shunned him and whatever. So a line like "He's gonna eat and eat until the hurt goes away" is a little shocking. And a what what, what I mean, if you want to talk about ridiculous, sure. what is, what is the creeper hurting from? You know, like uh, the, that's not even explained at all. So that's already a little ridiculous. Well, he has to. It's like a. It's like Return of the Living Dead. They they need to feed on humans, or or, or because they're in pain if they don't. And they get you know he he's, if he eats your eyes, then he can see or whatever. Now, I'm gonna cut to the end of the movie because he has Justin Long's uh, skin hanging up in his place, basically. Yeah, and, and this could be the worst part of the whole movie. His eyes are out. Yep. And then the creeper's eye pops up in Justin Long's eye. Now, I thought it was kind of a fun ending when I first saw it. Now I'm thinking to myself, the boy he molested can only see the world now from the creeper's point of view. Well, that's very interesting. And he's he's also literally inside the boy. He's inside the boy. And now the boy will forever have to see the world from the point of view of a victim. Because he's been molested. And you know what song starts the second act? Not Jeepers yeah. Creepers, Joe. I thought that's the song that played Jeepers the Creepers end. plays throughout the whole movie, which is, I, I think, what led to the trend of like every horror movie having like an old song in it. No, that's Sam Raimi did that way before. They, Silent Night, Deadly Night did that way before. They, they, the closing credits, I just watched it today. The closing credits of that are our, so he our didn't, Christmas he did not, song. He didn't start that. Trust me. He far from started that. He brought it back. Because, you know, in reading about it, I think horror was was on the outs, essentially, when Jeepers Creepers came out. A lot of people hold it in higher regard than they should. But his eye pops up in this kid. He's 21, but it pops up in his face, and it's kind of a cool little ending. And then the song that starts immediately goes, Children, watch out. Those are the first words that come out. Right. Children, watch out. The boogeyman's coming. Right. And then it's a whole song about how children need to get away because the boogeyman is coming. Right. This this movie isn't about children, unless it is, and I think I, it is about child molestation. I think I don't think you're wrong. 
I think uh, it. Uh, you've convinced me that it's probably about child molestation. Either subconsciously or he's saying, like, this was me. I, I do think it's pr- about child molestation, and I think he's... Pro- it sounds like he was trying to do something to say, this, is, this was me and it's not good. Look, at least I hope that's what he was trying to do. Uh, you know, it made it like a de- I don't want to say I don't want to say deep and get carried away, but it made it a deeper viewing and it made it just disturbing. I never want to see it again because it's it felt like um, a guy like, well, I can't make a movie about child molestation, so I'll just do it through a horror movie, which is sort of interesting until you find out that the man is a pedophile. Beaten goo is the vanity plate. Beaten goo. B-E-A-T-N-G-U. Beaten goo. I don't even know what that means. Well, I would think it means beat and go. That's what I thought it meant. Like, like I'll beat well, you. Oh, and shit. I'll... Well, at one point, Justin Long goes, what, beat and go? And the lady goes, no, think about it a little harder. What else could it mean? But I don't remember what else it does mean. Well, he's got whatever his secret word is on his license plate. And it's, I mean, it's dumb. They start the movie looking at trying, guys, they're, they're playing a game of trying yeah. to decipher. Li- that is dumb. I'm not going to argue with leaving it. fucking clues all over the place. Nobody Me saying can... a movie is fun and good doesn't mean I think everything about it is perfect. I don't have a problem with the word fun. I have a problem with the word good. It's not a good movie. I think it's a, it's a well-made movie with several cool moments. Like when he, cu- he cuts this cop's head off while he's driving, and then he like holds it up in the moonlight and is sucking his tongue out of his head. I'm like... That's cool. It doesn't bother you that the whole thing is kind of built around a pun of Jeepers Creepers, where'd you get those peepers? I don't think the movie is based around a pun. It's an eye pun. It's an eye pun. It's an eye pun. That's not what the whole movie is. It's one tiny You just said the song plays through the entire movie. It ends on an eye gag. They're not trying to make you chuckle through the use of Jeepers Creepers. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Pat. I don't understand some of these things that you like. It's it, it's it's crazy to me. It's crazy. You're a madman. I think it's just an it's an entertaining horror movie. The the creeper um, has his huge fans as well, and the, and Cathedral is supposed to be the girl who gets away in the first one, going after him for revenge. Apparently, she hasn't acted in a decade, and she's coming back. Uh, and so I thought, who could give a shit? You get online, people are like so psyched that Trish, the girl, <laughs> is gonna get her chance at the Creeper again. That's and, and people think... are like, okay, the Creeper's not your Michael Myers, not your Freddy Krueger, but he's up there. I don't agree, but I think trying to create a new kind of villain like that with a with a story comes around every twenty three years on the twenty third night or whatever. They're trying to. He's this pedophile is trying to do something kind of fun and bring back that old. 80s fun horror movie and i think it succeeds in that regard now i watch it as an adult in a very different way and i think it's interesting in its own way there too well there and you. i wondered did he say did francis ford coppola say he say to him i want to make a movie about pedophilia and i want to get my demons out through this horror movie and then coppola said sure but then he couldn't tell anyone in the press that well of course he couldn't tell anyone in the press i find it hard to believe that that francis ford coppola would turn a blind eye to a man in that position if he did not think that he had redeemed himself. Sure, but I mean, he produced the movie where he molested the kid. You know, that's what I don't get. Well, you wouldn't sh- distance yourself from that guy if you're producing a of course, movie. Of course, you would. But you're also talking about ten years later, and maybe maybe this was Coppola's way of saying, 
hey, man, you did a really terrible thing on something I was involved with, and now this is going to be the way that we make it better. I don't I mean, know. That's I'm just, a, I'm that's just that's a very Italian thing. I just, I, it's strange to me because there was boycotts on powder, and all, powder was put out by Disney was their issue. Oof, but there's been there, rough. That's there rough was boycotts go. of uh, all of his stuff. And the kid who was molested as as an adult is now trying to boycott shit. Uh, well, look, it's it's a very, very, very complicated thing. And I feel terrible for that kid. And, I, I, you know, who the hell knows with this stuff? You know, I, it's well, you, you know that he did it. Is the no, thing. I know. And it's terrible. Now, there were people on this deadline thing saying it's a shame what they did to him. He should be getting bigger budgets. The guy's the next Del Toro. Which that's, is quickly shut down. That's an insane sentence to make. The guy is not good. Well, I think the horror genre is largely comprised of junk. I think things, good things get through, but your average horror movie is junk. Right. It just is. I'm not trying to ghettoize an entire genre. Right. But... There's a lot of shit horror movies all through the years. No, there are tons of shit horror movies, which and this is, one, and this is one of them, which is why I can't no. believe that you're saying it's good. I think this one is a damn sight better than your average horror movie. Uh, look, if you, if you, here's what, here's why I disagree with you. If you're talking about the surface skimming uh, horror that you get in your average run of the mill strip mall movie theater, yeah, probably. But that stuff is like the worst of the fucking worst. If you really delved, if you went into my horror collection and you watched every fucking movie I had up there, which is a lot of movies, I'd be hard-pressed for you to find many that you thought were better than Jeepers Creepers. I think you'd think it was far worse than most of those films. And those films are not award-type films. I mean, it's No, just, I know. They're fun. And I, I like many of them, but I think the guy's got something, and there's cool shit in it, and it's clearly made on a low budget, but the effects are cool. I think the character is cool. All right. Um, well, you heard it here, folks. Pat and likes I think, a movie. Folks, if you're going to watch it again... About a monster that drives a truck. And I bought the fucking Scream Factory uh, thing with all the uh, extras on it, and I'm sure there'll be not one mention of pedophilia on it. There's a huge documentary about the making of the movie. I don't, I don't, I bet you they don't stray from it. Every Woody Allen documentary, even the ones that he, like, gives his yeah. stamp of approval to, they talk about all that shit. They get yeah. into it. I, I bet they'll stay away from it, but I think it is the most interesting aspect of the movie. And if you watch it with my theory, which I don't know if it's only my theory or if other people view it this way, I think the movie is about... Uh, an undeniable urge to to do terrible things made by a pedophile and it's a fascinating horror movie it's an oh it's a cool entertaining fun horror movie made way more disturbing and sinister 15 years later now that i know the backstory of the guy uh you want to you want to wrap this up with uh bad movie reviews go for it i always enjoy this Go for it. You never look like you enjoy it, but I enjoy it. Well, I never think to look up a, a bad That's movie. That's fine. Right this there. one's really easy. This is about, uh, this one is for Almost Christmas. Okay. Almost Christmas. Very That's... quick one. This comes from Jane Horowitz at the Washington Post. Is it a good movie? Not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> That's it? 
Yeah, I just that's why I like the Rotten Tomatoes bad reviews because they're short and they're, yeah. they take the funniest part of the review. Yeah, and you're like, that's all I needed to know. I guess <laughs> like that's. I don't even look at Rotten Tomatoes anymore. I think it's a junkie site. Uh, anyway, p- uh, p- let's uh, plug it away. Uh, my short horror fiction column, "Some Severe Situations," can be found at Fangoria.com. Uh, new story once a month for at least a few more months. Uh, and it's going pretty well. Thank you to the readers. And follow me, please, on Instagram, particularly at Joe DeRosa Comedy. Uh, I am at Twitter and Instagram at the Patrick Walsh. Uh, you can also, for what might just be a couple more weeks, watch my classic Vines on Vine at the Patrick Walsh because they're shutting that site down. I had a real nice run there. I thought it was a fun app. Met some cool people from it. Did some fun things. Um. I, I got nothing, folks. It's the holidays. I want to go home. Uh, that's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, this has been uh, an episode of We'll See You in Hell. It's produced by Tom, executive produced by Thomas DeFeo and uh, produced by Ken Hanley of Fangoria Entertainment. It's brought to you by the Podcast Network, Fangoria Podcast Network. Uh, advertising inquiries, press opportunities, information about we'll see you in hell you can contact ken his email is ken at fangoria.com thank you to everybody for listening and downloading and pushing us further and further up the charts thank you for all your tweets please keep them coming we've been doing very well uh we appreciate it greatly and then again to just stress joe and i are at a point now where we can start looking for advertising and we don't really know where to begin if you have a little business you have a an app you have a website you want to get a pretty, I don't know if we can discuss our downloads, but it's a very, very good amount, and you can get a lot of eyes on it for a, a bargain because we don't know what we're doing, so you can take advantage of us. Uh, hit us up at the Patrick Walsh, at Judd Russa Comedy, uh, or hit up Ken Hanley at Fangoria and ask about advertising with us because we'd love to get a little money for doing this. See Thanks, you later. guys. Bye-bye.